To all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 50, man. We back in the building, man, each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, simulcasting on Twitch and YouTube, twitch.tv, four stars, lockdown defense sports, and you lockdown defense podcast on YouTube. Search that in your search engines, and it'll come up for you. Like, comment, and subscribe as always. Get us in that algorithm and get us uh, likes and views and get us in that system so we can definitely uh, bring more content and more viewership to the brand. Coach Kurt, what's going on out there, brother? And uh, happy Divisional Saturday. Uh, we're definitely here to bring the news and views of the week of the world in sports and uh like only we can like only we can so how you feeling out there day man i'm feeling i'm feeling i'm feeling great man i'm feeling like uh football has not disappointed us you know we've already started off uh, the divisional round i wouldn't call it necessarily an upset man i think that i i think these young men I think these young men are serious, man. They're bringing LSU to the NFL, and it's working out marvelously, man. So I'm in, I'm ready to I'm ready to get locked and loaded right now. Let's go on and that, get into it. That makes a lot of sense. As you being a college purist, I definitely you definitely appreciate the college uh, uh, brand coming into the NFL for sure. Uh, the, the LSU yeah, connection man. is looking mighty good. Now I will say this: now I was completely utterly wrong with the Jamal Chase pick because I should I said he should have gotten no line, but damn it, I was wrong. Yeah, I, was, I was wrong. Listen. I was wrong. Like it's not even being like little wrong. Like I'm big wrong. Like Jamar is a difference maker, and I mean, you know, and I think that we have forgotten how good he was and how electric he was because he took that uh, that time off before, you know, before he got drafted. But man, <laughs> like for real, like the kid, like he they caught that hitch, and the corner didn't have a chance. Like it's, it's listen, man, listen. Big money, uh, uh, big money, Joe. I, I think yeah. he's earning his name cool. to be called Big Money Joe. Yeah, I call him Joe and, Cool because he's cool under pressure. Because that dude got stacked nine times and didn't flinch. Hey, man. Hey, um, it's something to be said for for him showing that you can stay in school mm-hmm. for four years and something good can come out of it. Right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think what he went through battle tested mm-hmm. you know um going through the adversity the year before their championship season uh he didn't have a great season he listened to counsel i think he mm-hmm. believed in himself he said hey i need to come back um and not only improve my stock but um to come back and play another year right just to become better as a quarterback and mm-hmm. that year was a marvelous season and to go to your point uh, I let the I let the uh, the pundits talk me out of what I I knew in my heart, which is Jamar Chase was nice, mm-hmm. right? But he had a couple he had a couple drops in the preseason, and yeah, you know yeah. I let that get into my head uh-huh. uh, about him not being the difference maker. But I think all of us, right, thinking with what uh, Joe Burrow came off of which was an offensive line that was bleeding worse than a battlefield mm-hmm. um that going with the offensive line was just a smart. it was a safe pick right it was, it was a logical pick. Pick. especially when you had you know generational talents in the draft like you had Panay Sewell and you had Rashawn Slater in the draft that's yeah. going to protect your blind side for your for the length of your career could be I mean if you play the cards right I mean at least you know the majority of your career you can be solidified in that space because I mean, let's be honest the lines and the charges hit on those picks, you know, I mean, I'm sure their quarterbacks are happy that they got somebody young and talented that's going to protect them. But, but to have a to make a splash pick is one of those things where you just have to. You don't necessarily need to do it, but you have to do it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I mean, it paid off. Div- I mean, I'm just honest. You know, they're in the conference title game. 
Listen, then the cover I, the game. I, I think with that pick, it was it was a pick where I and I, I believe this. I believe Joe went in and said, "Look, oh, I, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Yeah, go go with this guy, right? right? Uh-huh. This this is the pick that we need. And and what's surprising is the Bengals' offensive line, even though he's been hit a lot, he's been pressured. The Bengals' offensive line has stepped up when they need they've needed to. And now when you look at uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, who is still a dog. Still a right? dog. Let's not forget that. Tyler Boyd, still a dog. You still got Tyler Boyd. And mm. then CJ, right? It's yeah. amazing. It's a, And you got Joe Mixon. So uh-huh. it's amazing what happens when you add a difference maker yeah. on your offense. It it just it makes everything else look a lot better. And listen, I'm not ready to proclaim them the best. Oh, no, you no, know, we're not doing that. We're not, catching, we're not, cra- we're not you know, crowning them yet. People, we're there's not some people them already yet. saying they're the best in it. Look, no, one year does yeah. not define it. No, but, but they, they, they make it splashes, though. Listen, what I will say is this. I heard somebody say this. You make your money in the regular season, you become a legend in the playoffs. And hey. what the Bengals are doing mm-hmm. right now, and especially Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, um, if this is what the Bengals have, um going forward for the future going oh forward yeah listen man they're what they're what the the browns wish they were and i'm gonna say this ooh, and then ooh, we're gonna, go say that again <laughs> they're the Bengals are what the browns wish they were right, oh, right. Um, okay let, okay and let me give let me give credit also to the chargers mm-hmm. people sleeping but i don't i think i don't i i think people are aware but in case our viewers don't know um panay sewell was the number one rated, you know, special lineman, athletic, and all that. But mm-hmm. the Chargers, I believe, hit with a a perennial All Pro lineman in Slater. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, you know, I, he's I, I, graded I, out a lot. He's graded out over Sewell, and Sewell's not mm-hmm. bad. Don't get me wrong, no, he's not. Sewell's no chump change. He's and not chop liver. Yeah, and you also have to realize Slater, too that yeah. Sewell had to learn how to do a position. He had to switch yeah. to right ta- right tackle because of uh, Tyler, Taylor Decker, which made me question why they picked him. If you got Decker on the left side already, why would you pick another left tackle? But they try to force him to play right tackle. He had some concerns early, but right. he 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 settled in because actually he played left tackle for a little bit. Because Decker got hurt, but when right. he went back to right tackle, he didn't shit the bed. So you yeah. know, it's, it it was definitely a win for both teams. But like I said, I think that being in the national position, being a, a right tackle, a left tackle, Rashawn said is it. You know, for the yeah. future, I think you know, uh, you know, coming down the line, I think we'll we'll see a lot, pretty, plenty of all pros and Pro Bowls in this future. Oh, no doubt, man, yeah. no doubt. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into this, man. We got some, we got some interesting topics. We definitely do. And, uh, interesting we might be under, we might be underselling in the same interesting, but uh, <laughs> we gonna get into it. As, cer- as ceremoniously, we always do. We get into the reaction, uh, NBA news and rumors uh, for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Coach Kurt's uh, topic. I don't want to talk about this no more, but um, we're gonna we're gonna do it anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, as us being honesty, uh, honest men and honest uh, sportscasters and podcasters, right. we wanna we wanna right. give give you all the news, not just some of it. So, um, right. our first topic is when when was the West lost, and this has <laughs> to do exactly what when uh what what the what the fallout was behind Russell Westbrook Eric Cole being benched. Um, in the yeah. game that they ultimately lost anyway, but you know how how do we feel uh, separately about that particular situation? I mean, I you know I'm gonna let Coach Kirk go first because I mean I have you know a lot of uh, 
deeply rooted knowledge in this situation. So we're going to let him right. let him lead the show on this topic, and uh, we'll I'll follow up with my rebuttal. So listen, I am I am uh, more I'm hanging on by a thread. That's all I'm saying. I'm hanging on uh-huh. by a thread that they will get it together. I am not, but with saying that, I'm not even sure if Russell Westbrook will make it until trade. When is the trade deadline? Uh, it's the few days after the uh, All-Star game. So it's like the week okay. after the All-Star game. Right. So mm-hmm. I am, I'm hanging on to a thread that Russell makes it past the trade deadline, right? I, I, I just really, there's something in me that wants to believe that they will get it together, that they will figure this thing out um, being great basketball minds. But I'm really confused with what's going on. I mean, to see Vogel bench um, Russell, and I'm not saying Russell has been playing lights out and it's totally off, uh, you know, totally off uh, doing that. But it's just amazing to see a player of Russell, a Russell Westbrook's caliber. And even though this is his third, his, you know, what, fourth, 13, fourth, 14, in four years, you know, in four years, uh, just to see him benched is is wild to me. And then to hear Vogel say that, uh, you know, he wanted to go with players that he felt could win, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's shocking. But I give you credit. You say that this wasn't going to. This wasn't going to be a situation that could work and that it was going to be difficult at best. And it's proving uh, Anthony Davis not being there is definitely also hurting. But Mm -hmm. I really think, like you said, I think it's more that the role players that had that grit, that fight, they had something to prove to fight for their contracts being gone. Mm -hmm. um, is hurting the Lakers right now. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, again, I'm just holding I'm hoping I'm holding out hope that the Lakers can figure it out and turn it around and they they get it together. But right now it's not looking good for Laker Nation. No, it's not. And um and to be all in all honesty, I don't think it's gonna get much better unless they make some type of miraculous splash trade. I mean, I've gotten multiple people, you know, like coworkers and, and friends asking me, you know, what's the solution? And quite honestly, I mean it's, it's not much you can say that they already mortgage a lot of their players and future to ultimately get where they're at right now. Uh, I think right. they they made a a, a, a vitriolic let me not use that word. Let me they made a <laughs> uh <laughs> what's the word I want to use they made um, a complete utter mistake let me just say it that way in picking Russell right. Westbrook at the price tag that he was especially because yeah. you have to look at it like this they already had two max players so you you, add, you adding a third max player is basically and, and I'm not even sure and you know, pound for pound contract for contract they're even at the uh, max amount of money spending on them on these three that they are spending in, in Brooklyn I don't think right. I don't think that Kyrie, KD, and Harden all make the same amount of money. I think that that between AD, LeBron, and and Westbrook, who makes the most out of those three, uh, are making more money than you know it, with them three than uh, Brooklyn uh, big three is. So that being said, you sacrifice your back end and your uh, of the, your roster because of those particular moves. Right. I, I mean, you basically. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, outside of I, I can't see many. If your name is not Steph Curry or Kevin Durant, I can't see me sacrificing my uh, roster 
in large regard because of one guy. And Russell right. Westbrook is not is nowhere near high on the list of people that I would even consider doing that. Because right. again, forty four million dollars. You know how much how far forty four million dollars can go to fill out a roster with the quality yeah. players. You have two big guns. I understand that LeBron is thirty seven years old. I understand AD is brittle. But those are your two big guns. You're paying your two big guns a certain amount of money to be just that. You got one you be a leader and one being your your one uh, B. So they need to be that. You know, I know right. I understand it's 82 games. You want to be able to get through the season, be healthy in the playoffs. I get that. But you can still surround that roster with better quality players and not spend $44 million on a flawed player. A person that turns the ball over too much, a person that can't shoot consistently from the outside, who can't make consistent layups and don't play any defense. I'm just right. sorry. Right. Russell Westbrook is in claim to fame. It's always in, will and always will be effort, energy, and athleticism. When those things wane, he is a mediocre player. I'm, a, right. I'm just going to be right. real about it. He's a mediocre player. He does not elevate anybody on his team, and he and I argue that he never has. I, that he never yeah. has because every player, every place he's been, he's ran everybody out of the building, or he's been sent out of the building on his own. Right. So, right. I don't know exactly who's. I don't know if it was a collective decision board between Palinka, Bus, and LeBron because it's you know to me it's been told that LeBron advocated for him because they're friends. Right, you know, but this right. is, this is my thing. It's, it's it's one thing to be friends, one thing to be about business. If you really want to submit your legacy and be about winning and winning championships, Russell Westbrook is not the, not the answer. It's not mm. the answer. Now, going back to we gonna rewind to the pre to the preseason, you know, pre, you know, all the off season free agency time frame when they made this trade. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if they panicked because they wanted the Kings to deal Buddy Hill to the Lakers with the same deal. Uh, they gave the Wizards for Russell Westbrook. Now I don't mm-hmm. see why you won't take three players, three quality players for one, you know. But but yet again, there was something wrong with that deal. It, it didn't happen, or it wasn't going to be able to make it happen before the draft. And so they, right. so somebody panicked and pulled the trigger on Russell Westbrook. Why I don't know. So because I'm looking at it like this, Demar Derozan was going to come in and make, you know, he was he was willing to take less money to come. You, if you swung the trade with Betty Hill, even if you had to sweeten the deal with a draft pick or something like that, you mm-hmm. do that versus signing a $44 million player that was flawed. So now we're here. We have three top players and a bunch of mid-level exception deal, veteran minimum guys on the team. And some of them are decent and some of them are not. You know, I think that they struck gold with Austin Reeves. You know, for some reason, I don't know where he find, you know, Caruso and, and Reeves from. I don't know where he got get these guys from, but they seem to always strike gold with a very uh, energetic, hyper, uh, great defensive player. And Reeves is actually better three-point shooter than Caruso is. So right. he struck gold there. Malik Monk is on a prove-it deal because he was he, he feels that people have been sliding him. So though, out of those two, those two hit. Carmelo is who he is. He's a scorer off the bench. He's, you know, he'll give you what he's going to give you. But, again, he's 37 years old, too, so. What, can right. you, what, what much can you say about that? Everybody else, yeah, it's just really, it's it, you know, take it or leave it because yeah. either everybody else that on that roster, and I don't want to minimize them by not saying their names, but everybody else on that roster has the same problem, like they're inconsistent. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. I mean, outside of Avery Bradley, he gives me a good, good energy on the defensive end every night. Everybody else is inconsistent, or they've been hurt. I haven't seen Kendrick right. none yet. Trevor Reza has barely played, either between his yeah. ankle injury or COVID. He's barely played. Right. So, yet again, I mean, and the overall overarching problem is this, is that if they were able to, quote, unquote, you know, try to uh, make it work with what you have, they mm-hmm. haven't played an extensive amount of games together. This roster is completely new outside of AD and LeBron. Right. 
So, and then you pay THT, who's been regressing as a young mm-hmm. player. So that's another problem. So it's just a mixed bag of problems. And, and again, if you're trying to solve it, you know, in, in, within enough time to make it into the playoffs and not be in a playing situation, it's it's rough. It's rough, and yeah. I don't and I don't understand. I honestly don't truly with a bunch of guys who aren't who don't have any guaranteed money on on at going forward after this year. It's hard pressed to present those particular options for trade when they don't know these guys going to resign. Yeah, you yeah, know? and I I just looked up the 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 price tag, and what's surprising is the big three for the Lakers and a big three for uh, the Nets. Uh, the Lakers really are. Uh, two million dollars more than the big three, so it's mm. about the same. Mm. Even though LeBron is not the highest paid player on his on on the Lakers, right? Um, they're only a two million dollars separation between uh, both. But the difference that we see with the Nets and the Lakers is um, Kyrie was okay with saying, "Hey, look, I'm gonna play my game." James Harden, I acquiesce to you, let you do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And KD, of course, is a dominant scorer. And they've worked, right? It's just been injury uh, previously. And now, of course, you know, with Vaccine. KD and, mm-hmm. and, his, and his, you know, vaccination mm-hmm. state status, mm-hmm. um, we haven't seen the – we haven't seen Brooklyn fully loaded over 20 games yet, right? No, we have not. Um, but listen, AD being injured hurts because then that's whether you want to call him fragile, brittle, whatever, he is a dominant player. Mm-hmm. And that is 24 to 30 points gone. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to make that up somewhere else, right? You need your role players to play maximum role uh, minutes and scoring every game. And that's hard to do uh, for those guys. So listen. I, again, I'm hoping that they figure it out, uh, but it's not looking good. And like you said, and I, you know, I will, I will, because I proclaimed it. I was very enthusiastic with it. I was a mm. huge Russell champion because I just really felt that hey, these these guys are basketball guys, and they they can figure it out. But Russell's Achilles heel, high turnovers, volume shooting. Is hurting right now because they're just not gelling, right? Oh. They're just not gelling. So um, we'll see what happens, right? Russell did come out and say he wasn't happy about it, but uh, I believe Russell and he's shown he's a professional. He may not like it, mm-hmm. but he is a basketball guy and he's a team guy. You've never heard one person say in the locker room that Russell's been a terrible teammate, right? Um, I think he'll self-reflect. And, yeah, mm-hmm. he said he don't like it, but he's there for the team. And so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So yeah. Well, I mean, I'm hypercritical on that particular aspect as well because it's it's one of those things where he's never been anything but what he has been. You know, at some yeah. point you gotta you gotta you gotta look at yourself and realize that maybe I need to tweak what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, every situation is different. You know, you play, right. you adjust your game accordingly to the talent around you. You know, so you you look at it like. You know, well, maybe I need to uh, do something different. I mean, because he only does one thing one way. Like he's yeah. he has one speed. He doesn't slow down. He doesn't stop. He has one speed. He has the, he does things. It's almost like you can you know. And I hate to say this because it, is I watched Lakers game profusely, obviously. So 
it's like I can almost predict what he's going to do, play play in and play out. And I'm, and I'm sure that players, defenders know the same thing because you watch film just like I'm watching the game. So you know what he's going to do. You know what he's going to want to get to the lane. You know he's going to shoot that uh, that bank shot. You know he's going to try to get to the lane and get a layup or whatever the case may be or when he's going to reluctantly step back and shoot a jumper. You know, so it's, he's a light switch. He's yeah. either on or off. Yeah, well, and he's more often on. Yeah, and that's the and that's the yeah. biggest problem. I mean, you got net, you're not getting any production out of him. He's inconsistent, along with everybody else. The only person that, that is giving you constant, consistent production is your 37 year old uh, captain. Yeah. So yeah, you know everybody else is just you know you know here today gone tomorrow. If they they play well, we get production out of Monk and, and Westbrook and, and LeBron together, they win. But if you don't, and it's just LeBron and the rest, then guess what? You you lose to people like the Pacers, where who haven't who can't beat anybody. <laughs> right. You know what I'm right, saying? So. Right. You know, you know, and I, I, they made me nervous that it was going to lose to the Magic last night, you know, because the Magic yeah. was in the game first half. Yeah. So, again, yeah. you can't be bad teams, even with two out of your three big guns, then that's a problem. I mean, because the Nets don't have that issue. If KD and Kyrie or Harding on the floor together, they beat most teams. They might not beat the Suns or, or the or the Bucks, but they'll beat most teams. Right. You know, and that's the right. difference. And that's the difference. And and to piggyback on your point about AD, he's he hadn't been playing well even when he wasn't hurt. And, yeah. that, and that's a problem yeah, he too. Wasn't. That's a he problem wasn't too. at all. Yeah, that is, that is a problem for a player uh, that at at one stage was considered to be uh, top three, mm. uh, no less than top five player in the league. But right. you know, we haven't really seen that player uh, this year. And again, it's been injury bound for a couple of years now. Mm. You know, so look, we gonna let them play. Um, and see what happens. And if not, we'll keep reporting it and keep talking about it and figure it out at some point. Or, you know, Laker Nation will limp into the playoffs and 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 may not advance past the first round. So hey, listen, if, uh, if, we, if we're not playing good basketball, I'd rather not even make the playoffs. <laughs> Honestly, truly. I mean, what's yeah. the point? You know what I'm saying? Because Close down crypto.com stadium and and, uh, and, you re, know. and rethink this whole situation. Yeah, the Lakers yeah. are going the way crypto uh, has went and on on the stock market is mm, plummeting. Exactly, and, uh, and that's the way it's looking. But you know, we're talking about that, and we're talking about injuries. Let's let's talk about uh, this KD uh, MCL issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that going to impact uh, the, the Brooklyn? And considering that Kyrie is a part time player right now, will James Harden be able to carry? Uh, the team considering that Katie's uh, knee is looking to keep him out from four to six weeks. Right. Um, I think they get a, like a decent break. Um, I broke this down in my podcast uh, early on in the week um, when they, when he came out with the injury news and they actually get a decent break, although their games are not easy, but right. they, but they would, they will be the benefit of benefactor of is the fact that they got most of their games while Katie's slated to be out on the road. Okay, so, so that's going to help tremendously. That, exactly, that means... because Kyrie will be, be fully available for all those games. Right. So that that's going to be almost like a blessing in disguise. But again, they play tough teams, though. I mean, they got yeah. a pretty tough road ahead of them. I mean, they play. Uh, I think they play the Suns on the road. I think they play uh, the Grizzlies on the road. I'm going to double check um, those numbers, but they definitely yeah. got a lot of teams that they play on the road. But yet again, you got go back to my original point that they would when you have two at least two of the big three on the court. Then they're mm-hmm. they're 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 good to go mostly, you know. So yeah, if you I'm, look if you look at the schedule mm-hmm. uh, coming up, let's go. You know, looking out to February sixth, uh-huh. uh, 
They have they got to play the Nuggets twice. Right. They're going to play the Jazz. Mm-hmm. They're going to play the Suns. They're right. going to play the Warriors. So their mm-hmm. next uh, tomorrow's game is away. Then they have two games at home, mm-hmm. and then after that, uh, the remaining five games are all away. Matter of fact. After that, six out of the seven games are on the road. So you're yeah. getting you're getting Kyrie mm-hmm. for seven, mm-hmm. you know, seven out of nine games, which is a huge benefit. Yeah, it is. So I would say because I think the I think the the earliest he can come back is or at least be evaluated is All Star break. And I wouldn't yep. at that particular situation, I wouldn't rest him back to play that early. You know, even if he's ready to go. So I would like right. I would say at the earliest at pre post All Star break is when he would come back. Latest um, he could be in the four to six week time frame will be right. the end of February. So mm-hmm. I mean, if you can just hold the serve at that point. Um, but with them uh, both Harden and Kyrie on the court together, you know I think that they will be okay. But again, like I said, it's a tough schedule. So if they can, they have to beat. You know, like you said, the they, I think you got the Wizards three times. Will give always give them problems. Yeah. And if for some reason they, when they play the Wizards, they seem to always give them problems. So that's another yeah. thing. But um, you got the Celtics in that mix. You know, like I said, they got the Warriors and the Suns. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if they drop those two games, you know, even if they're on the road, I would say that if they go above 500 in this in that stretch of games, then then that's fine. You know, that's yeah. fine. And then you got it. This is this is one thing too that I I wanted to bring up since we broached this topic is that, uh, you know, even if they do flounder, what what's is that better or worse? You know, because let's say they fall to like you know three or four seed. You know, so when you get in the later rounds, guess what? You play more away games than you do home. And that benefits yep. Kyrie being on the court versus it not being, you know, it being more home games than not. So if they don't number one seed, they'll get four games at home, which Kyrie can't play. You know, so right. would you rather right. play on the road in a sense because you have big three versus having a two, you know, for most of the series? What would you hey, rather listen. have? Let, let, let's say this. It would not be a bad thing, right, mm-hmm. to say – um, hey, we will not gun for that number one position, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying to throw games, right? But I am saying that if somehow it uh works out mm-hmm. that they will be on the road, uh, they will be a road team mm-hmm. that gives an advantage to them, yeah. Because right? I feel like I feel like the second the, the semifinals and the conference finals will be the series that they're gonna play tougher teams. I think they can get mm-hmm. by without Kyrie being there for the most of it. It first round. I mean, they'll play somebody like you know the Hawks or uh, the Wizards or somebody like that. Somebody they can beat four out of seven games with, with two out of three. Yeah. You know, so I think that will be um, you can hedge your bet in that regard. You yeah. know, um, yeah. So it wouldn't be bad at all to you know be a team that has to go on the road. Right. And 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 fight because you know that mm-hmm. you're going to have uh, Kyrie for those pivotal games. Right. You know, so they match up and say like they match up with the Heat or the or the uh, Bulls in the second round and he meet the Bucks in the finals, and they would beat on the road. You know, so mm-hmm. the four, so the first two games Kyrie would be there, and then the, you know they say the last you know two out of three he would be there. So yep. that 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 would help them in being fully loaded versus yep. playing a, a team you know home four games and away for three. You yep. know, so I mean, and let's be real. The teams that I just mentioned, if they had to play without Kyrie those two games, they would go all in trying to beat them at home, versus yeah. trying to worry about winning their home games. You know, at least yep. split. If you can, if you split with them in in their home games and Kyrie's not there, and then you know you just got you just got to hope and pray that he has a off night. And then guess what? You know, we get our home games and the boom, the series is over. Yeah. So yeah, and we know anything about Kyrie. Uh, 
he is an X factor, right? Oh yeah, he's one of mm-hmm. the best finishers around yeah. the rim mm-hmm. uh, in the game right now. So yeah. as being an X factor, you definitely don't want to see him on the road when it's pivotal because mm-hmm. he's been shown to be a closer uh, when it comes to those games. Yeah, the one thing I'll give him credit for if he no matter where he's at, he he can deliver. You know, yeah. so I definitely give him credit for that. You know, that was uh, indicative of what that uh, championship they did win in Cleveland. You know, he he was just as good on on in in, in Golden State as he was in Cleveland. So yep. yeah, I definitely give him you know credit to to in that regard. So yeah. yeah, it just depends on you know how things shake out. But you know, it, it's it's a bunch of injuries going through the league period. So who knows what the standings going to look like? You know, hell, they could by just by default they might end up with three two to three seed. You know, because the Bulls took another injury. Uh, Caruso's yep. out. So, uh, you know, so it's just a lot of things going on and things changing. Lonzo got hurt, you know, so Lonzo's going to have meniscus surgery. So he's going to be out for a while. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen with that? And the Heat are getting healthy, actually. So they could ascend, you know. So, yeah, I think that it's a lot to a lot to digest and a lot of things could change between now and uh, in April. But, you know, but yeah, again, it wouldn't be as bad. It wouldn't be a real bad thing to say that they, if they fall you know, you know, to the three or four, maybe five seed and, you know, play on the road. It would benefit yeah. them, honestly and truly. You know, and I have to say this, you know, uh, you know, because, you know, it's it's one thing, I guess it's not, it's, a, it's an afterthought because of where they're at, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's just funny to me that, you know, despite all of this, you know, nothing's come up about, you know, uh, Kyrie's uh, vaccination status and, and, and how the Nets are pretty much doing his bidding and, you know, basically relenting and letting him do what he wants to do. In a sense, and I don't know if that's setting a bad example of a bad precedence because this is my thing. You know, when it comes down to uh, his, uh, I guess you can say his uh, me, his his value in the locker room. You know, because everybody's going through the same process. You know, no matter what your talent level is, everybody going through the same process. And if I'm in the locker room and I'm playing every night and I'm busting my hump trying to, you know, get you know to the promised land, and this guy is basically come and go as he wants, that's that that says a lot to me. You know, I mean, yeah, like a lot of these guys might be one-year guys, and they kind of, you know, either you know, role players or, or you know, like Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, a little bit older in the tooth. But I don't know, man. I just think that this situation is, it, it, you know, internally could be uh, combustible if if you ask me. You know, because look at it like the Clippers situation with with with, with Kawhi and his antics, and you know James Harden with the Rockets and things of that nature. You know, people didn't take too kindly to him doing that. They didn't go public with it, but I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're like this dude, you know. Right. And then I, I think it affects things internally. Like, you know, when you look at it like like this dude is coming and going as he pleases. You know, they're doing whatever he says basically. He, you know, kowtow to whatever he's uh, uh, his demands are. You know, that, that that sets a bad example. So how does that affect the people that's not Kyrie, KD, and Hart is the question. Uh, you know what? I don't think it affects them. You don't? I think it's one of those situations where when you're that type of player, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those talent. Talent creates toleration, yes, right? that's a good one. And when you're one of those players where, hey, you can be upset about it, mm-hmm. But come see me on the court. Mm. That's a that's a way to look at it. But I mean, let me you ask know, you this come question. see me on the court. I mean, I I I, I get it. Mm. But it is one of those when you're Kyrie Irving. Um, it's some people say it's diva. I don't look at it like it's diva. It's mm. it's it's what's the alternative? Okay, one hand you could say we're going to take a hard stance. You're not going to play any games. 
But well, that's what it started others, at. It didn't end that way, though. Because when you start looking at it, right, it's mm. business decisions, not personal. So now you're like, okay, how can we make this work? I'm not even going to say they're going to, they're acquiescing to. I'm like, okay, how can we make this work? What mm. can we do? Mm. We can stand on principle, but if if our state is the only is one of two states that are really standing firm where players cannot play mm-hmm. in this state, but everywhere else is allowing their players to play. Why are we going to say he can't play at all when if he goes to North Carolina and plays Charlotte, if he goes to Miami and plays and 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 then goes to Miami, he can play there. Mm-hmm. So do we cut off our nose to spite our face? It's like mm, no. Now I did look up and said I wanted to see if Kyrie could practice, and it looks like that he he can practice. He just can't play. Well, they play. They playing. They practicing. Playing two different arenas. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. yeah so, so I mean, yeah. they, they, I mean, I don't. Well, I mean, if the mandate's for every building, every you know, arena or building in the New state York. of New York, then yeah, I guess that that matters. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know how that works. I mean, that's just logistical at this point. We worry about games here. So yeah. I would say that you know, yeah, I want that practicing playing. You know, uh, you know, that's another. I'm thing. not saying. I'm also not saying that some players may not feel mm-hmm. a certain way. I just think that when the gap of talent mm-hmm. is kind of wide, it's like, you know, what 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 are we going to say? But there has been people that have come out and say, yo, Kyrie, I mean, not Kyrie, KD, um, James, you soft for not mm-hmm. stepping to Kyrie and say, hey, look, man, mm-hmm. we're out here battling, battling every game. Right. Like, yo, it, we need you to, you know, to go ahead and 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 be a sacrifice for the team, and we need you here with us, right? But you're mm. looking at two players. I I don't think they have that. You know, they don't have that in them to be like that. It's kind of like, hey, it's cool, whatever. Um, and that's the difference between being a team and just being teammates, right? Right. Mm. I think if they were a team, i.e., Golden State. Mm-hmm. It would be different, right? But you are dealing with someone who's very, I I think for myself, mm-hmm. um, I believe what I believe, and I'm willing to stand on it. And on one hand, that's great. On the other hand, when you're looking at being a team, it's difficult. So, hey, man, I, I, think, I think I know where you would stand if you was his teammate, you know, and, and you probably would pull him to the side. <laughs> it might be some words. Uh, it might be a grown man conversation. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know. I, I, I guess my my biggest problem yeah. is that I mean, it's a, it, we're playing a team sport. We're not playing golf. Right. You know what I mean? Because uh, you know, if I'm we're not up, we're we're balling, not bowling. Exactly. So I mean, yeah. if if I got to go through and I got to do these things, you know, whether what no matter how I feel about it, and I'm going to put the team first, I feel like you should do the same. You know right. what I'm saying, but you know, I mean, that's the. But this is my thing about people being enablers versus being friends. Like you're not, you're not my friend if you can't tell me the truth about certain right. things. You know what I'm saying? You're just an enabler. Right. You know, so everybody to me is enabling Kyrie's behavior. You know, whatever the case may be, because this is not the first thing or the last thing we're going to probably talk about in him and his antics. You know, because before the vaccine thing, there was the uh, personal time thing, the political thing, the mental health thing. So it's just. You know, and they all took them away from the game of basketball while we're in season. Right. 
you know. Right. So I right. mean, at some right. point, again, like you said, it, people tolerate you to a degree because you're talented. But yet again, I feel like that's part of the problem. You're still enabling that behavior. Same thing with Aaron right. Rodgers. But I guess the, 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 end, the end all be all will be this, and I can, I can we can leave it at this and we can move on. Is that if this doesn't work out, this it's all Kyrie's fault, and it should be. If it does, yeah. if this does not work out, if same thing with Packers, if Packers don't win the Super Bowl, it's Aaron's fault, you know, because yeah. he put you through all these rigors and 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 drama, you know, throughout the season, and we could have just been playing football or basketball, you know, you yeah. know, like we stuck, like we get paid to do, but you know, if it works out, then fine. If they host the host the L'Oreal Bryant Trophy, then fine, all all was worth it. But if they lose yeah. or they don't make it to the title, NBA Finals, it will, it wasn't worth it. it. It will all truly and utterly be Kyrie's fault. And, and if KD doesn't tell him that, he's not his friend either, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, and that's good. And 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 you are right. Yeah, uh, when you look at the Brooklyn and you look at the Packers, you didn't put this team together to, to look good, make it to the first or second round of the right, playoffs. Exactly. Right, you put this team together to win a championship and so mm -hmm. that is that is very true so listen as 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 we wrap this up we would love to hear from our you know from everyone watching from our audience we would love to hear your thoughts and 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 what angle would you take would you say something to Kyrie or would you continue uh just being a teammate and being cool with him being a part-time player I'd love to hear that feedback you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, I guess if a guy is good on his job and he only can work for 20 hours a week, you you cool <laughs> with that versus you bust, you know, have to be there for 40. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. But, you know, right. it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So uh, our last topic for the NBA segment is uh, uh, it's a pretty decent one. Um, we've, uh, it, you know, it, it revolves around injuries. So we've seen uh, injuries hit the NBA um, just harder, not harder to big names it has for the NFL. And, um, it's becoming a, a, a moment where you are looking at the big picture. So yep. um, this segment is called Room for One More. Uh, as we saw last year, um, you know, it was a team that came out of the woodwork that nobody saw uh, making a deep run into the playoffs, and that was the Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of that was indicative of, of some injuries that happened on the uh, east side. You know, right. you had a bunch of injuries in, in Brooklyn. You had a bunch of injuries in Philly. Um, yep. on top of some contentious moments. The Heat were banged up, and they were coming off that bubble championship run, you know, um, that they uh, made it all the way to the NBA Finals. So, you know, I think they, that made, made room for them to ascend um, mm -hmm. and be a team. You know, it's kind of a bit of a lightning-in-the-bottle thing because they didn't – they didn't re at least at, for right now, they're not maintaining that success. Right. But I got – my question is that does these injuries open the door for another team this year or two teams – um, that could honestly truly make their way um, like the Hawks did last year and allow them to, um, quote, uh, ascend and, and make themselves into the playoffs and possibly make a deep run into it. Oh, without a doubt, I'm going to say 100%, right? Okay. Uh, the best ability is availability. Yeah, and if, is. You're, if you're looking at teams uh, having two to three, four players out, mm -hmm. it, it definitely opens a door for a team – that can stay healthy, mm -hmm. um, the ability to just, you know, methodically keep chopping down the tree mm -hmm. and make their way into a position where maybe they wouldn't have made if the teams above them, ahead of them mm -hmm. were healthy. But mm -hmm. again, when you start and, and and when you start looking at certain teams, they are one to two players away from being extremely average, right? Because yes. yeah. they are now down their their superstar and they're really on their second, third string 
you know, type of uh, basketball players. So, mm-hmm. you know, right now you look at the Eastern Conference, we have, uh, let's just say the top four, the Nets, the Bulls, the Heats and Heat and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. But right at number five, right, is Cleveland. And right. they're three games behind um, the Bucks, who mm-hmm. I believe is impacted with uh, Giannis, uh, Giannis being out. And then when you look at the, uh, the Western Conference, you have the Suns, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, uh, Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, um, the Jazz, and the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets, I would definitely say, are impacted because of injury. Right. right. When mm-hmm. you look in, you're looking at uh, Porter out for the season, yep. back injury showing mm-hmm. back up again. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Your guy is still Jamal. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamal is still battling the knee injury and coming mm-hmm. back with mm-hmm. the knee injury. So mm-hmm. if you look at just those two players alone, right, that is that is major minutes major, and major, major points. production. Yeah. yeah. Major production. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, Jamal, yeah. and, you know, and your guy, Jay, he's. He's he's a top, I'm gonna say a top six, you know, difference maker in the league when you say impactful for his team. Right? Oh, absolutely. Like he he changed the whole dynamic oh, of the team. On. Period. The, the, I still I still love the series watching him and Donovan Mitchell. Oh, that was just oh. that was just great basketball. Oh man, right? I, that, I, I love every oh, minute about that. I was a kid in the candy store. Oh come on, man. That yeah. that was. That was even though I wasn't per se a fan of either team. Mm-hmm. That was let me find out when they're playing so I can sit down. Uh, yeah, and watch, exactly. Right? I mean, that was much. Well, what, much, much what, what was so great about that and put them on the map is the fact that we hadn't had sports for so long because of the pandemic. So when right. basketball came back, like everybody was like everybody was literally locked in because nobody had seen basketball for four what four to five months at least. Right. So, right. you know, so you were every time a bubble game came on, you were like, let's go. I need to lock it in and I need to watch yeah. it because that's the only thing that was on TV. You and know, they gave so, us great basketball. Uh, and they gave us, oh man, they gave us a price for admission and then some. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you felt like you had front court seats. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you was on the floor. You know, right. it was ridiculous. And and again, they put themselves on the map and they let you know they are here, you know, in the, in the battles that they had. And it was seven games. So they gave us every bit of all of our money's worth. And like I said, they will let us know that they're going to be here to stay for the, you know, for foreseeable future. Because they were, hell, they were like 22 years old at the time. Yep. You know, so it was yep. just it was just crazy to watch, and they do to me. They do do nothing get better now. Um, you know, Donovan's had a you know a little bit of a, a issue here and there, ankle wise, but mm-hmm. you know he's he's not been uh, extremely hurt. You know, so he's been banged up a little bit. But you know, Jamal coming back off this ACL injury, I I can't wait for it. I, I really can't. I really feel like because he's so young, he should bounce back pretty well. Right. I can't wait till he gets back on the court. It just sucks. Like I said, they they lost Porter because uh, I was waiting because he was supposed to come back after the All Star break. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, if this team just stays intact when he comes back, they're at six right now. I feel like they would literally make a run. You know, they were they're yeah. doing what they thought they're doing what I thought the Grizzlies are doing what I thought the Nuggets would do once Jamal came back and, and just mm-hmm. completely and utterly shock you know people and beat teams that they weren't supposed to beat on paper. You right. Know? So I think that's that's the biggest thing that um, it's a slight disappointment because you know without Porter because he was the energy guy. You know, yeah. he's the energy guy. So I think that um missing him will be a detriment, but I still think they will make noise. Yeah. And in, in yeah. once they once he comes back, it's just a matter of, you know, it's kinda like things you gotta walk him back slowly like they do in clay. You know, yeah. so but um, you know, but on the topic itself and for me, I think, you know, I've been banging on this team for three or four weeks now as the Grizzlies. Pause. 
Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Well, bang. <laughs> can't bang on the whole team. I, was like, I don't know how you pull that off, but okay. Yeah, but uh, you know, I've been, I've literally been pounding the desk, on, you know, to say that the Grizzlies are here, man. I really yeah, they are. They are here, man. I think, and I again, I was ahead of the curve. I said, you know, three, four weeks ago that they, are, you know, when they started making that run when Ja came back, that they were they were here to stay. When they start beating quality teams, I was like, these teams ain't. They're not beating slouches. They're not beating the Rockets and the Thunder. They're beating quality teams, and they keep doing it. You know, they keep doing it. They won what? The hell, they uh, they. Well, I think they won eight out of they out of their last ten. They went eight and two. Yeah, and I think they're like thirteen uh, or fourteen and two in the last what sixteen games. Yep, it's crazy. Yep, they yep. they lost and, three in a row before Christmas. And they ran all like thirteen straight. And see, what's crazy is when you talk about injury, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and key injuries make pivotal changes. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. So even though if you look at the Golden State, if you look at Golden State's roster, um, health wise, they're doing very well. Uh-huh. Right. But they have one critical and one wisdom injury is what I call it. Mm-hmm. They have a critical one with Draymond being out. Mm-hmm. They have the wisdom one with uh, um, Iguodala being out. Uh-huh. Right mm-hmm. now. Iguodala's not scoring like he he used to, but the thing about that is he's an elder statesman. He's kind of mm. that glue person. Yep. But when you look at Draymond, that's that's the heartbeat of mm-hmm. Golden State. I, we talked about this before. The series changed against Cleveland when Draymond got uh, uh he, had, he got hurt. He got, he got ejected. He got ejected, yeah. and he missed that game. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Look at Memphis. Even though Memphis is dealing with injuries, they're Big guns are still healthy, so right. they can allow those those role type players to 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 get healthy, right? To make it, they can keep the ship afloat mm-hmm. um, until those those minute guys um, and minute players come back. But when looking at their roster, they're really um, like uh, uh, you know, injury wise. They're only really dealing with three "quote unquote" injuries with with uh, Clark, Adams, and Brooks. Everybody mm-hmm. else, the other three players, Tyus Jones, uh, Desmond Bain, and Kyle Anderson, are COVID related. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So that's even though that's an injury, that is not a "quote unquote" injury where it's something limiting ankle, knee, shoulder, back. That's just what every team is dealing with. Who can stay healthiest? to deal with COVID, mm-hmm. but they're still healthy and they clearly have proven, man. Um, like you said, you called it three weeks ago. Uh, they've made progression every year to be a team like, yo, we coming. Right. Mm-hmm. And Pause. they're here now. Pause. They're number three. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're number three right now in their division and they're right behind golden state. Right. And Draymond is going to be out for a little bit. Yeah, so, he, he, that that injury is kind of weird because he's like he had a he had a a, a lower leg ankle injury, but it like it bothered a nerve that like spiraled all the way up his back. Now, I, yeah, I, that's that's so that's such a weird injury, and which makes me wonder too because they saying yeah two weeks, but 
you know, it's one of those things that you can't really rush. So if it's not right, right you can't put him out there. Like it's just not, right. it's not a good look and he won't be, yeah. you know, he could aggravate it even further and he could be out longer. So it's one of those things. Because he you came back, he looked to come back and mm-hmm. test it out and he injured it again and they was like, yo, we really got to sit you down, right? Right, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's one of those touchy situations. So the longer he's out, the longer they will kind of be topsy-turvy because I definitely give you credit for saying that, you know, he is the glue to that team like he said he might not be the most uh prolific scorer in the world but he definitely is the right. glue to that team and they they play different you know and i sat there and watched it in the last several you know games they play without him and that you know their team is different without him it's, it's it's amazing how that one person affects the rotation affects the uh the way the ball moves and how they get shots off and how they produce yep. offense it's just it's just crazy Yep. It really is crazy. Yep. So, I mean, I definitely give you uh, kudos to say that because that's definitely a great point that I didn't in, in, lean in on at first. But I'm all over it now. Like, they, if he get him back, then they're fine. But uh, the longer he's out, the longer they will be uneven, put it that way. Yeah. Defensively, they look different. And offensively, they just don't flow as well, right? Right. Um, and and so, yeah, man, he's, these injuries are, depending on who's your team, yeah. you definitely want to stay uh, locked in on the injury report. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like you said, it just depends on, um, you know, what they do, uh, how long they come, you know, how long they're out. You know, it just depends on how long uh, they come uh, back from injury, you know, because I think Draymond said two weeks and, and, and I think um, everybody else is, you know, on that list that we named, it's like four to six weeks. So, yeah, yeah, it just, yeah. <laughs> it just depends <laughs> on that. But again, I think those people that we named have honestly, truly, you know, made a point that they need them to, for the stretch run. You know, yep. if you don't have them, then, you know, things could be different. Again, that might leave the door open for Memphis or Heat or Bulls team. You know, the Bulls got a lot of injuries right now. So yeah. it's, it's you just, what, you know, even Cleveland could honestly truly shock some people because they're playing good basketball. You Cleveland's know, so. not, I think, uh, number four, number five, you know, Cleveland's fifth. Yeah, and who right. would have thought? 27 but, to 19. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're playing good basketball. Even And that's with Colin Sexton being hurt for the year. That's their point guard. Yes. You know, so yes. that that's that's telling to say yeah. you know, to say for sure that they're playing good basketball. Nobody expected it. So, you yeah. know, Memphis more so than Cleveland, but I think those two teams are teams that are sleeper teams that have, have, if everything ended today, they will be playoff teams and they could upset some folks if they play the right team. You know, without a doubt. Yeah. I would I would not be I would not sleep or be comfortable if I was someone playing Memphis. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, no that's, going against that, Memphis. Listen, that's not a first-round matchup you want to get. No. You know, and, they'd be, and if the playoffs started today, they would literally play the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. So, yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be looking forward <laughs> to that at all. <laughs> right, right, right. They wouldn't be looking forward to that at all. So, yeah, I, again, it depends on matchups and what happens come April, but – yeah, I'm definitely thinking those two teams for sure could at least that one, at least the Memphis team could sneak in and, and upset some folks. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap up our NBA segment. We're going to take a quick break and uh, pay the bills, and we'll get right back to you with the NFL segment of the podcast. The Sports Talk with Coach Kurt back in two minutes. So I don't get fired. To all my lockdown defense goons and goblins, Coach Defense here. Wanted to remind you that our weekly debate show, Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, broadcasts live each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and simulcast on Twitch and YouTube. We bring you chase down blocks and decleating content each and every Saturday. And so I'm here to tell you, keep your head on the swivel, because you never know exactly what Coach Kurt and I will say next. Each and every week, we break down hot topics of the NFL and NBA of the week in the world of sports. 
If you ever seen the show by now, it, one ad can honestly truly not do it justice. So it'll be your best interest. It'll be your best interest to tune in live or on replay each and every week for authentic, honest, and real opinion that goes on in the sports world. And we might have the Rose Light Co- Light Skin Coalition uh, week to week for being extra. But the show goes live each and every week on YouTube and Twitch. Search Lockdown Davis Podcast on YouTube and follow us on Twitch.tv forward slash Lockdown Davis Sports. Live and direct each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to all our platforms, turn your notification bells on. And if you missed any part of the show, the replay goes live on all platforms at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. So check us, there, check us out there. And as next, I had a bonus. If you want to get featured as a mailback question on the show live, email us at LockdownDefenseSports at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter at LockdownDefense. Uh, for all questions, must be submitted by Saturday at 5 o'clock for a chance to be on the show each week. As of always, Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, each and every Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, dual cast on Twitch and YouTube. Coach Kurt and I are just here so we don't get banned. Now back to the show. And we are back. We are back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it. All right. So the reaction NFL segment is going to start off with a nice controversial topic that uh, we want to get into uh, real quick. Um, some things uh, we want to share in regards to this coaching carousel that's going on and the vacancies that have been happening um, in the in NFL here lately. Uh, some coaches that have gotten uh, unceremoniously fired and 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 uh, some coaches that deserve to be fired in all honesty. I mean, well, you don't want to say you want everybody, nobody ever loses their job, but sometimes you just right. like, it's time for change. Yeah. It's time for a change. Yeah. So, you know, we had some thoughts and we wanted to discuss exactly where where these vacancy is and where they lie in ranking for us and who who has the best job and who has the worst job to get. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe even throw an idea who we, who we think they might get those jobs uh, going forward. So, uh, so if you had to run down a list, uh, their vacancies from my counter are the Broncos, the Vikings, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Texans, the Raiders, the Jags, and the Bears. Did I miss anybody? I don't think I did. No. Okay. No. So, yeah, we got all those particular jobs open. Um, you know, Vic Fangio being let go from the Broncos, Zimmer being from the Vikings, uh, Joe Judge from the Giants, uh, Brian Flores from the Dolphins, um, mm-hmm. uh, Cully from the Texans, uh, yep. uh well, Gruden and then uh, uh, Basaccio, who was the interim coach, he's the Raiders, Jags, Urban Meyer, and uh, uh, Matt Nagy from the Bears. Yep. So um, uh, there even be some GM shakeups there, here and there. Uh, the Giants and a few others have also fired their GM. So um, if you had to say, you know, from a, a top-to-bottom perspective, what do you think is the best job, you know, no matter who gets it, will be in the best position to uh, be in a – uh, contending or or a good situation once they get the job. Who do you think that's the best job out there so far? So I will start with who I think should keep their coach, even though he's an interim coach. Okay, I do believe that the Raiders should keep um, their current coach. Versace, right? Mm-hmm. Versace. I mm-hmm. think they should keep him. Okay. Um, okay. He he got dealt a a weird and yeah. bad hand. He did. And he, he he did he magically turn it around? Mm. No, but what he did do was stabilize it, right? And yeah. he stabilized it in one way. He kind of patched up the bleeding, and even though the the the, the rugs 
uh, situation. Um, you know, no one likes the fact of loss of life uh, in that situation. So that mm. that was a little out of his control. But dealing with the Gruden situation, having to face the media, having to f- uh, feel those questions, um, what he did and what he he led and where he got the Raiders to. Um, I think he I think he needs a chance to have a full season to see what he could do. Right. So mm-hmm. that's my keep your coach. After that, I'm going to agree with what we hear uh, that Denver would be the next best mm-hmm. yes. place. Yes. Right. Denver would be the next de- best place because even though uh, KJ uh, Hamler uh, had the knee injury, when you look at what I mean, the Bronco, Ugh, huh? the yeah, when you look at that roster, when you look at the offensive firepower that they have, they have two good running backs, mm-hmm. they have a very good receiving core, even though they're down one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he'll be back though. Let's not act like yeah. we, we, we won't come back. It's, it's off season now, yeah. so he got all he got eight months to heal up. Yep, and yeah. he did. He did get injured early, so you got a good tight end. Mm-hmm. You have a very strong defense, even though that uh, um, what's his name Fans. went to Rams. Uh, um, oh, you linebacker. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, what Von Miller? Von even Miller, though you Miller, lost yeah. Von, Von Miller, Miller yeah. mm-hmm. you still have a strong defense there. So mm-hmm. I do believe that Denver is a quarterback away from making some noise. So that would be my number one place. Mm-hmm. Again, moving the Raiders out the way, I would go Broncos. Then I would go Vikings. Um, after that, I would go Bears. Okay. No, no. I'll go Broncos. I would go Vikings. Mm-hmm. Dolphins. Then Bears. Uh, Jacksonville. Mm, okay. I say Jacksonville because mm-hmm. you do have a you, – you know your quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. You, there's no confusion on that. You know who your quarterback is going to be. Right, right. And, and, and looking at – what they went through. I mean, mm-hmm. they lost you talking about injuries. I think they lost their top three receivers. At uh, some point or another, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, at some point or the, uh, or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever happened between Meyer and Jay and Robinson and that situation was crazy. Well, that was all the Urban's deep, fault. But go yeah. ahead though. Yeah. You said what now? That was all Urban's fault. They hadn't really yeah. had to do with them two. It was Urban's fault. Urban I was about to be petty. I was about I, to be was, petty. You was. I, got, I felt it. I felt <laughs> it in my spirit. <laughs> I was about to be petty, but I was like, you know what? Stay, stay professional right, right. now. Stay and and again, Travis Etienne back. Let's not forget that they will have two dominant running backs. You know, right, right. Uh, so Etienne will be there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and here's the crazy thing. I'm going to say the worst. If you looked at these, the worst job uh-huh. would be the Giants to me. Really? I'm going to put the Texans above them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put the Texans above them. Okay. And I know it's crazy, but the reason why I'm putting the Texans above them uh-huh. is because when you look at what the Texans had to deal with, mm-hmm. right, they fought, even though they didn't have – much I mean, damn they had brandon cooks yeah i think the cover the, was bare for the texans and the jags but that but you know yeah. that's the, yeah, okay the giants you look at what they have and on paper they should have done better now Oof, they had true. a poop show 
uh, situation with their coach and whatever that was. Uh-huh. But yeah, if you look at the, it, I'll say this: the bottom three. You damn flip a coin, you're looking at the same thing. You look at the Giants, you look at the Jags, uh-huh. and you look at um, the Texans. Uh-huh. Flip a coin, and at depending the way the wind blows, okay, that's one team is better than that. But mm-hmm. uh, for me, I would say. Again, the Broncos is the most sought-after position, and yep. if I had to pair a coach mm-hmm. uh, there, I would say if I'm Brian Flores, I'm looking to go to Denver. Preach, preacher, so, preach, preacher. Because yeah. you, I'm gonna I'm I'm throw it over to you. The Broncos, uh, the Bron- I'm glad you said that because the Broncos should do two things. Okay, you, you, they should hire Brian Flores, okay. and they should trade for Deshaun Watson right now. Because if you look at and, and and for uh our audience that's listening and, and why the coach say that is because even in Miami, uh Brian Flores was very high on Deshaun Watson. And I think that was one of the situations that was of contention uh-huh. uh between Miami and Brian. Uh-huh. Brian and Deshaun are tied linked uh together. Right. So you think of Brian Flores going to Denver, mm-hmm. getting Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. At Denver, hire your strong yeah. offensive coordinator, and let's go play football. I think you, you, I think you immediately got an AFC contender. Oh, quickly. absolutely! And that division makes it really rough road. That might be one of yeah. the best divisions of football because you look at it like this: the Chiefs will be back. You got mm-hmm. the depending who the Raiders pick their coach, they'll be back with that roster. Yep. The yep. the Broncos in that, in that team, you know, and the Chargers. So yep. I mean, yeah, you gonna have a, 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 a division with four good quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. That, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And the, dog, the yeah. dog fight, much like the AFC NFC West was this year, there's going to be a dog fight in the whole entire season. Every mm-hmm. every playing, every game division game, every divisional game is going to be a playoff game. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, and you have to play it that way. So, yeah, I would do that. But I'm with you in lockstep with the Broncos being the best job. Um, only thing I have questions about this, and my, and my take will be a little bit different than yours because I'm adding ownership into the idea. Because if I'm a coach okay. being hired, I'm looking at ownership and how they do things that would determine whether or not this is a really good job. Okay. Because I rank, I don't rank the Dolphins high at all because of, of Stephen Ross's meddling tale. So I don't, I, I, don't, I don't rank that high because of that. Now, the roster is good. I don't like the quarterback. The roster's good. I think they right. could, if they got it, they had a different quarterback, then there'd be good money. And that was Brian Flores' issue. Like he knew right. that they had a ceiling, you know, that they weren't, you know, at some point there was probably gonna be, you know, middle of the road, right outside the playoffs every year as as he was finishing because of the quarterback limitations. Mm-hmm. So I definitely get I mean, then the Broncos are up for sale technically, so they could have some different ownership things going on there. But if they retain, you know, the GM and John Elway. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the building, you know, with the new ownership, and they just kind of lean in on listening to them early on, then they'll be fine. And they'll hire right. the right coach. They'll get the right uh, quarterback, and they'll be ready to go because, like you said, the roster's ready to, ready to win. You right. know, if you have right. Flores, Flores would take over what Vic Fangio would have been doing and having that defense playing well. Hire right. yourself a strong OC with a strong quarterback and those receivers. You're right. talking about having right. five good receivers, you know, between Fant, uh, Patrick, Sutton, yep. uh, Judy, I mean, yep. Hamler. So, yeah, they, that's definitely a team. You know, it's a, it's a quarterback's dream for one. For two, yeah. like I said, you are good on both sides of the ball. You draft yourself a linebacker. You got your mm-hmm. D-line and secondary set. Uh, that that sounds like a playoff team to me. It definitely so. sounds like, And when you name those receivers, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Hamler uh, can be uh, – you, you don't have to rush him back because um, uh, Patrick – 
definitely stepped up yep. and proved that he's a high quality receiver when mm-hmm. Judy came back. Um, and of course, Sutton is a, a is a uh, red zone terror. Yeah, right. And Noah Fant right. is he's a receiver in a tight end's body. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So you're, offensively, you're good when you go. look at Williams and Gordon, mm-hmm. you have two good running backs. So exactly. So again, you put Deshaun Watson oh, at Denver. Oh, listen, I don't oh, want. I I, I want to see it from a football period perspective, but I don't want to see it as a Chargers fan. I don't want to deal with it. Right, <laughs> I don't. Right, right, so, but it, right. it would definitely look good for the organization as itself. You yeah, know, definitely be a win for them. Um, mm-hmm. I would say two is. I, I think I'm. Re- I'm think I'm okay with the Vikings being at two. Now, I will say that. I mean, I'm not. I, I got questions about, not necessarily the ownership of the quarterback. You know, because I mean, oh, he's garbage. I, again, and how far can you go in as a, as a knowing you got Kirk Cousins as your quarterback for the next two years for sure. You, you have to deal with that, and there's no way to move him because all his money is guaranteed. So you move him out the building, you paying his salary. So yeah, you can go about as far with him as a as a no arm person in a rock throwing contest. Jesus. Yeah. So <laughs> so I, I I'm you know I would I would I would have to say that for sure I would say the Raiders' job to me is the second best job. I would. Yep. Because I was, and say- that's a, the only reason why I didn't say that because like I said I I went from that perspective of mm. they should keep. The interim coach, hey, but I there's agree. only one quarterback that I dislike more than than uh, 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 Smush Carrots. Okay, right, and, and and that's and that's who I would never consider my cousin, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm yeah. not a Kirk Cousins fan either, so I would definitely say that they're limited in that regard. Um, right. So I would put Raiders at two. They have a established quarterback, and they can still mm-hmm. build. They have t- yeah pieces. Uh, yep. Defense is underrated. Have really good pass rush. Um, they're mm-hmm. sol- solid at running back. I think they need to uh, patch up the O line a little bit, um, yep. and uh, find themselves a number one receiver. I think that's what they need yep. to really need to do. Um, yep. And then it's all indicative of who they bring in as a coach. And now, mm-hmm. I would say that if Harbaugh really wants to leave Michigan and go to the Raiders, then you have to do that. Like I don't think that I don't think you can stay with Basashi, even though he has earned that opportunity. I didn't think you can't pass up on a guy like Harbaugh if he's available. But if he's just bluffing, trying to get more money out of Michigan, then yeah, I would give Basachi another chance. I would, because like I said, he's if the Bears, it. if the Bears allow Harbaugh to get to the Raiders, mm-hmm. that would be the second worst mistake they've ever made. But he not—he said the Raiders are the only team that's really on his radar. He's either Michigan or the Raiders. He never mentioned Chicago. Then that that tells you a lot. If the quarterback that was right down the street from you yeah it's not i'm not the quarterback the coach that was a quarterback that's uh-huh. right down the street from you yeah is unwilling to come so to coach your justin organization yeah, that, coach says justin Fields, that says a lot but again i mean that again that could be i'm not i'm not i'm not as familiar with the chicago ownership as i am other teams but you know i would definitely say that that would be a miss if they didn't even pers- at least try- think about pursuing getting him or you know interviewing him via zoom or whatever hey, let, let, let me ask you this real quick can uh-huh. you imagine John Harbaugh and his eccentric, eclectic way in mm. Vegas. Ooh. <laughs> that's that's yeah. man, can you yeah. can you think about him in Vegas on I the bet. New York? What he does, listen, he's he's strange in Michigan. <laughs> you put John Harbaugh now in, in Vegas? Vegas? Hey, listen. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh, I man. don't know. This, that's must see t- uh, NFL films. 
They just, just do a hard just knocks. Pick your, a hard full knock. season of hard knocks. We already know. We already know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, Vegas. <laughs> yeah, going right to Vegas. Right. So yeah, that I'm would sorry. that would be. Yeah. I, but I think that the Raiders is the most lucrative job after that. Um, okay. I I can't I can't rank. The, I would have to say the because yet again I did not go with the Vikings. I think the Vikings is three. For me, okay. Um, the Bears will be four for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm not is it familiar with the front office, but I look like the quarterback. And I think they still got pieces on defense. Yeah. Um, but it just depends on what they do uh, about keeping uh, Akeem Hicks and, and and Khalil Mack and those guys finding yourself mm-hmm. another corner because they let Kyle Fuller go. They didn't replace him. Yeah. But you know they still got um, Eddie Goldman. They still got um, uh, the safety. I don't know why I keep forgetting his kid's name, but uh, he's a, definitely a dog. They're, they're strong. They're free safety. Uh, Jackson is it Jackson? Eddie Jackson, yes. Yeah, Eddie Jackson. Yeah, because Eddie Goldman and Eddie Jackson, I always get them confused. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah, I, I think they got pieces there. And clearly they should be set for a quarterback. So mm-hmm. they need to fix the O-line. But I think that they bring in the right offensive person to uh, help Justin. I think that's a, that, the most lucrative job after that. Okay. Um, then it gets then it gets ugly for me, <laughs> honestly, truly. Because <laughs> I, I, would, I would put the Giants – in there next because I feel like the roster outside of Daniel Jones was very questionable um, from a talent yep. perspective. I, I'm not sure, but the, the roster is ready to go. Um, I think they got they solid at left tackle. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're solid at running back. Obviously, with Saquon, the receivers are good. Tight ends good. Their defense yep. is really – they need a defensive-minded guy to come in and, and wrangle that defense because they got talent on defense. Yep. You know, yep. from top to bottom, every level, they got talent. But somebody, They need somebody to, to organize and, and call the right schemes. Right. Um, but so I think that would be the next job I would put in the, in that in that uh, ranking system. Um, they did do a slow bit of a sneaky move, which could ultimately lure the Bills staff over to New York. Um, right. They uh, they hired the uh, assistant GM from the Bills as their GM, mm-hmm. and yep. uh, and what did he turn around and do immediately? Is interview Leslie Frazier and Brian Dayball, mm. the DC and the OC for the Bills. So. For the head right. coaching job. So one of them could get the job easily. So if you mm-hmm. hire Brian Dayball, that's your offensive minor guy right there. Now you just gotta find yourself a quarterback, you know, uh of the you know, talent of level of uh, Josh Allen, somebody like that to help uh so Dayball can actually or you know, Dayball can actually help uh develop. But you know, I mean if you can find our quarterback, then you're good. Yep. So um so I'll say the Giants then there, but then it then it gets down to the Dolphins management I don't like. Um limited at the quarterback, so you can throw them in there. Then you got the Texans and the Jags, and I'm just like, you can. I would say the Jag, Texans are last because, like you said, they don't know who the quarterback is for me. But the Jags right. are second to last because you do have a quarterback, you do have some young talent. But again, the ownership, man, I just, I just can't, I can't get behind either the Jaguars or the Texans ownership. Now, if I had to pick okay. my poison, I would pick Shaq Khan over uh, the McNairs. I can't, I right. can't, I can't do right. nothing with the McNairs. But right. Shaq Khan is less meddling than the McNairs are. So I would yep. say the Jags second to last, the Texas the last, and God help anybody that gets either of those jobs. <laughs> <laughs> God bless your soul. God bless your soul. So, right. So yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, that's our uh, ranking system for the coaching vacancy. So we'll see how things shake out. But um, if I'm Brian Flo, if I'm a sought after coach like Brian Flores or Brian Dayball or Eric Bieniemy, um, you know, uh, Todd Bowles or. Uh, Brian Leftwich or anybody of those, mm-hmm. anybody of that elk, don't take any of these jobs that we we rank low. Please don't do it. <laughs> don't, as Drake said, don't do please it. Don't. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Right. Please don't do it. I don't. You know, don't take the Texans job. Don't take the Jack job. Don't take yeah. the Dolphins job either. Because you see what they did to Brian Flores. 
You see that. You see, you see what they that. did to Brian Flores. So, yeah. you know, anywhere from the Giants on up, then you're good. <laughs> you yeah. know, but yeah. outside of that, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a pause. Let's give a brief uh, recap of what's going on with the Packers Niners game. Uh, oh, man. Bomb burner. Uh, the Packers drove down the field first drive and got a seven point lead. Um, and it's been stuck there until uh, recently. The Niners finally got a field goal out of uh, a drive. And they're, uh, the Packers are winning seven to three in, in the third quarter with 323 left on the clock. So uh, yeah, it's a knockdown, drag out defensive battle in uh, in Green Bay here, and uh, it's anybody's ball game. Yeah. So who's yeah. going to make the, the most plays or the right play uh, in the fourth quarter is going to ultimately determine who wins that game. I didn't see that. I didn't see it being as close. I really didn't. Nope, I didn't see it nope, being as but close. I, I definitely see where this game uh, will be the game that will highlight that a quarterback change is a must for the 49ers. That's a good point. He already threw one interception, so yeah. Yeah, 16, yeah. 6 of 13. 76 yards. Uh, 76 yeah. yards. Yeah. And we not looking at the Patriots-Bills game where, you know, the wind was up to 40 miles an hour. Right, right. Um, you know, it's not it's not the winter. It's not the uh, snowmageddon mm-hmm. in Green Bay. So to see um, – Jimmy G at 13 attempts at mm-hmm. 76 yards, six completions. Yes, yeah, rough sledding. Now it's, it's a quarterback. It's a quarterback situation, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he is playing with a with a banged up finger and a sprained shoulder, so he got a ligament damage in his finger and he got a sprained shoulder. And but so I, I mean, I'm gonna give him a slight pass, but but that's the which says a lot because you would think if you have Jimmy G in that state. And Trey Lance is going to be the future. Mm-hmm. And he's been on the roster. He's played in a couple games. Um, you're telling me that Trey, that Jimmy G hurt in this situation is your best option, speaks speaks a lot to Trey Lance's development uh at this stage of well, the game. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I would definitely say I think if Jimmy was healthy completely, I think he didn't have the finger and the soda issue, we he would probably be playing better. I yeah. think I think that's the thing. I think that you like so you give him a pass because the injuries now and you don't put Trey Lance out there when he's only played one and a half games um in the playoffs. You don't that you just don't do that. You set yourself up a failure if you do that in my opinion. So that's okay. one thing you you don't do, but I, I would say that it would definitely. I'm sure the Niners fans are looking at it, the future and saying that Trey Lance has got to be that guy going forward because we just can't count on Jimmy to be healthy. You know, he's a decent quarterback when he's healthy, but he just he just can't be he can't stay healthy. And that's the, or and that's will the, or will Shannon will or will Shanahan uh, recruit Aaron doing this game? What? Yeah, let let's. No. Is this is this a game? No. That no. my that that no. Shanahan no. goes no. at the end of this game. No. And say, hey, Aaron. No. Think they, about this. There is no from way. Cali. They You're spent, from Cali. They spent too let's, much let's money. Bring, let's bring you home. No, 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 no. And, and the fact let's, that let's no, no, bring no. you to California. No, you you you're talking crazy <laughs> because he also said to the Niners that they were going to regret not drafting him. So he, him being a Niners, uh, he slimmer. said, but he said that to twenty two other teams. Okay, yet again, but you spent so much draft capital and invested too much in the Trey Lance to, to move off of him to for Aaron Rodgers. I I agree. I wouldn't. 
Mm-hmm. But we've seen crazier, we've seen crazier things, right? And again, when you look at teams, when you look at teams wanting to go for that title, go for mm-hmm. that Lombardi trophy. Um and again, they don't have they the would, assets because you get you got a quarterback yes, you can trade, yes, but you don't have any draft picks in the first round because let's be real, they have the trade Aaron. Aaron's still on the contract. So they have the trade Aaron to wherever he goes. So if you do that, they're not gonna go to send you to one, they're not gonna see you to the NFC where they're gonna have the C Aaron, you know, for, for the next three or four years. That's one. And yeah. two, you don't have any first round picks that's gonna allow me to recoup what I'm losing. Aaron so, for Trey Lance straight up. Shit. Um, you know what? Yeah, uh, you know. Let's move on because you, you're. Yeah, let's. It's time to wrap this up because you're wilding. Uh, you're wilding. Okay. All right. That's that's enough of that. We're going to move on to our wild card recap. So, yeah. uh, last week's games were definitely uh, uh, highly uh, uncompetitive. Controversial. Yeah. Uncompetitive. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it that yeah. way. There were there were we were a lot of high scoring affairs in in last week's. Uh, Wild Card Weekend. So uh, we'll yeah. give a brief overview of what we thought uh, when it came down to Wild Card Weekend, which is no short of, uh, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> there was right. no shorter right. than that. So right. I guess we can start with the the mess that happened in, in, in Dallas. <laughs> Let's start with that. Let's start with that. Um, I'm just going to say briefly, I mean, I, you know, I don't have any sympathy for Dallas. I really don't. You know, yeah. to me, the, the four nines, I played them all game. You know, and if it wasn't for a bonehead pick or 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 an inch spot uh, for a first down, the Dallas Cowboys don't even have the opportunity to even have a chance to try to tie the game or win the game at the end. At all. At, at the all. End. But, you know, they, they do what they always do. <laughs> they do what they always do. They they give you all you – everybody has all these lofty expectations. The roster looks good. And they always let you down in the playoffs. Yep. It's been that way for 25 years. Yep. And for people to expect anything different with the Jerry Jones being the meddler that he is, yep. you're just fooling yourself if you if you ask me. But what, what was your takeaway from that game? And, and we're going to talk about this a little longer, um, mm. I mean, a little later. But it, it, I, 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 do, I do agree the Cowboys did what the Cowboys do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, At home, by the way. I, at home, hyped up, mm-hmm. they 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 they, you know, get you confused and you know to get you caught up and you look at the the roster and you're mm-hmm. like, man, this is going to be this is our the year. year, right? This, this is the right, year, right? Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones being the master salesman. Uh-huh. When you talk about when you talk about owners that can sell you, listen, Jerry Jones will sw- sell water to a whale. He can sweat. He can sell swampland in Arizona. There it right. Is. Because it, every year, beach house in Iowa. <laughs> yep, every year, uh-huh. this is our year, Super Bowl. Uh-huh. But to 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 say it quickly, um, it wasn't shocking. It wasn't shocking after the first five minutes because uh-huh. after the first five minutes, you're like, okay, here we go. You kind of knew. Uh-huh. You kind of knew, right? Uh-huh. And 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 again, at like you said, barring a gift, Dallas is not even in position to make any anything close to a run exactly so you know i i'm i'm gonna leave the rest of my thoughts for our our i got questions mm-hmm. section but right. um again it looking at that game until that turnover it was mm-hmm. like here they go right here they go you know at, at halftime i was like this game's over you could see it 
Uh, you can see it. Oh, the, the San Francisco's offensive line was opening. It looked like Emmett Smith was playing right. for the for the, for the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitchell was I mean, I saw one run. Mm-hmm. Nobody touched him until he was 12 yards down the field. Yep. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, if that's the case, this game is over. Yeah, they, you knew the physicality of the, of the 49ers were going to definitely weigh on the Cowboys heavy. And it did. Yeah. And it did all game. Yeah. And that was the, to me, that was a difference maker. You know, yep. and that's one thing, you know, I guess, you know, I alluded to this earlier on. If you're more of a finesse team against a power puncher, you know, unless you got some strategy, you know, likely the likelihood of you, you coming out of that game or, or, or fight without being knocked down is slim. And you're playing in a controlled atmosphere, a oh, controlled yeah. environment. Oh, yeah. There's no oh. elements. You're in the yeah. dome. Yeah. 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 You can forget that, buddy. Yep. Yep. So let's talk about the 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 boat racing of the uh, Patriots by the Bills. And Josh Allen looking like an MVP uh, against Belichick in that defense in, in Buffalo last week. What defense? <laughs> what, what defense? <laughs> <laughs> and the, Sith, the Sith Lord had no power. He did. Like, he was very pedestrian. Like, he just lost, like, you know, he just had all his power stripped. Like, he lost all his yeah. force consciousness and everything. Yeah. It was bad. Like, you know, it was just, it was that moment when Luke, when, 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 uh, when, uh, Anakin threw, uh, the Emperor off the, over, over the railing. Exactly. <laughs> hey, exactly, man. Yeah, it, it was, was it you was know over. what? Watching that, and we called it, uh, if there would have been two more minutes, uh, Buffalo would have put fifty. Oh, up. Yo, no question. They were trying. No, that's like they, they took. That's no, like they took the foot off the gas. No, they wanted that fifty burger. Yeah, and I think that. they figured something out now. I think, I think uh, Sean finally came to grips that more emphasis needed to be put on the running game. I've been banging on it for two years. Yeah, yeah, and once they did that, you saw that in the second half of the season, mm-hmm. they really made a concentrated effort to run the ball mm-hmm. and allow and allow the running backs to be running backs, right? So when Singletary yes. got the workman's carry, the workman's load, uh-huh. and 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 uh, Josh stopped being the leading carrier, yep, you you saw the shift that happened in that team. Not to say that Josh Allen still doesn't use his legs, mm-hmm. but it was a more of an effort to let the running backs get the the uh, lion's share of the carry, and mm-hmm. you can see a difference in that Buffalo team. Absolutely. That's a great point. That's a great point. And again, that's, that's, that's the point I've been harping on for two years now that they need to fix. And Because yeah. Josh Allen is such a dynamic person when he's consistent. Is that yeah. all you need is a respectable running game? I'm not saying you got to be the Browns. You, you don't have right. to be the Niners. You just have right. to make the linebackers respect the fact that you're going to run the ball and make mm-hmm. them take that re step up. They take that re step up. You can do whatever you want to do. Yep. And, and make Josh Allen's running ability a uh, 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 added bonus versus a, a mandatory thing. Yeah. You know, so you do yeah. that, then they're a hard cover for anybody. Yes, you know, they're yes. hard cover for anybody. And, that was, and, and the Bills, the uh, Bills let the Patriots know the hard way that that's the issue. You know, mm-hmm. that's the issue. And they just didn't match up well at all. You know, and they and they also showed the limitations of their offense. They know that, that the Patriots need to win ugly because they don't have a dynamic quarterback like Tom Brady anymore. Right. So right. You know, they, right. They, unless they went ugly, like the one time they beat him in that in that monsoon or windstorm or whatever it was, you they, they can't beat him uh, you know, uh you know, pound for pound, rate, you know, step for step. They can't do it. No. Can't no. do it. And you knew that you didn't you had again receivers that, you know, that weren't getting separation. Right. And the Bills definitely have a a top uh, secondary 
And, oh, yeah. Even uh, without Trey White, they, they're still dominant. Yeah, yeah, even without Trey White, they're uh-huh. dominant. So uh-huh. it wasn't going to happen. And it wasn't going to happen the second time. And it definitely wasn't going to be that third time that they was going to turn something around. Right. So, you know, yeah, that was – that was a damn country ass whooping, is what that was. <laughs> it really was. It really was. I'm gonna save the, the Bengals game for last because that's gonna lead into our next topic. So yeah. just quickly, um, was it uh, pretty much to me was status quo for the the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers game and the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs game? I mean, I, 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 the Philly, I give credit for making the playoffs, but I mean that's pretty much where the buck stopped, pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got you. I yeah. see what you did there. You know, so I think that that's pretty much what you'd expected to happen in that yeah. game. Um, you know, but again, cool to them for being uh in the playoffs at all i mean yep. i expected them to be no less than fourth no more than fourth in the division so yep. they, for them to be in the playoffs is is, is definitely a f- uh winning uh season for them despite yep. all the controversies they've had yep. um so then kansas city you know going against pittsburgh who shouldn't have been there but we're not going to acquire for spilled milk um yep. they should have been there and it was in it showed after the first drive kansas city psh, they they pretty much treated them like they were the Patriots and they just walked all over them. Mahomes mm-hmm. was, you know, his typical. You he know, was Mahomish. Yeah, he was Mahomish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. four four and a four yards passing. So yep. yeah, I mean that was only overshadowed by Josh Allen's five touchdown passes. So that's it. you know that's you know what can you say? You know it's pretty much status quo. So that gives leads into the Raiders and Bengals game, which was kind of interesting towards the end. But um, what we had the Rams too. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. The Rams game, which was another dropping. The Cardinals were not ready for prime time. <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen Kyler Murray look the way he did. Right? He uh, didn't run. No. He didn't. But and again, when you talk about one player making a huge difference. Yeah, DeAndre without Hopkins. DeAndre, it's different. Uh, Arizona looks mediocre. They do. And then when you got Kyler Murray playing the way he did, and did Cam Cam Akers came back and ran. Like he had a contract on the line. He, I, oh my gosh! I'm saying, bro. I'm saying. Oh my gosh! He I'm came back. Saying. Like I'd be damned, Sony Michelle. Keep keep my job. Right. Yeah. This is my job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, so that, that was that was a country ass whooping as well. It really was. It really was. And I, like I said, I didn't expect. Well, I, I had my concerns about the the Cardinals playing in the first playoff game, but that was the thing we talked talked about that last week. Is that there's mm-hmm. their you know inexperienced head coach, inexperienced team as a whole in the playoffs. You know, because nobody yeah. really had. You know, large a uh, playoff experience going into uh, that game for the Cardinals, especially. So uh, I would say that they were, you know, pretty much over their skis and you know going mm-hmm. in, and then the, the Rams didn't let them off the hook, right? You know, right. And, and I give a, the Rams a lot of credit because I, I was concerned about them uh, being too Cooper Cup centric uh, mm-hmm. as offense, but they used him as a decoy early on, and it's and the Cowards took the bait. Yep, they, they surely they, did. They, took they the surely bait. did. Odell got a touchdown early. He threw for another threw another pass. It was it was a masterpiece. Yep. Yep. A masterpiece. And uh quick uh score update. The game is now 10 3. Uh for yeah, I saw they was in the red zone. The Packers yeah, I saw the Packers and... in the red zone. They're in the fourth quarter now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. So yeah, we'll we'll keep monitoring that as we go on as we wrap up the segment. Hopefully we'll we might end the end the show before the game is over. But uh yeah, we'll keep you updated as the score goes on. Now let's talk about these Bengals. Yeah, let's talk about them. Joe Cool. Joe Cool. Who that? Joe, who that nation? Who, right, who, who that, that nation? Who that? Who gonna beat them Bengals? Who that? Bengals? Who gonna beat them Bengals? I'm 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 highly impressed. I'm highly yeah. impressed. Like you yeah. know, it's 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 one of those things where you. I felt like the Bengals at this point were playing with house money. Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they could beat the Raiders, but I mean, leaning into what they did today, 
I mean, you know, yeah, again, like I said, I expected them to beat the Raiders because I, I don't, the Raiders kind of backed themselves into the playoffs, but I really feel like the, the statement was with they, them beating the Titans today. Mm. That was a statement. Yes. That was a statement yes. for me, you know, because uh, I'm just, you know, it's, you know, and it's, a stat came out and I was like, I cannot believe he's that uh, dominant in, in big time games. But Joe Burrow is undefeated in like his last seven or eight like championship style games. And that's dating back from high school to college to the pros. Every game was like a win or go home type of game. He hasn't lost in like seven or eight games, I want to say. If you go back and look at it. So no. you're not to tell you gonna see and tell me that he he's fresh off a horrific knee injury, a bad old line, and he's winning games against teams that you would not expect him to be even in the conversation with. Yeah, and he's out here getting sacked nine times and still winning ball games. I mean, you know, I, I, the the kid it, the, that's one that's one of those. I mean, I, was, I mean, assuming that he continues on this particular plane of of, of yeah. ascension. He, yep. he he's the, he's probably the quarterback that's going to be drafting number one overall in a long time. That they're going to be like he was pr- worth the price of admission. Oh, without a doubt, he's worth the price of admission, right? He's, he, I mean, if you look at him, he has that it factor. You can't coach right? that. You can't coach you can't that coach kind it. of thing. You like, can't coach it. His poise, you can't coach that. He just yeah, has. He it. has enough. He has that 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 slight edge, uh-huh. right? Yeah. He has that that edge of okay, you doubt me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to show you, yeah. right? And when you have a quarterback that possesses that, and then you he has talent, and then you put him around talent. Oh man, that type of that type of vibe starts to get into the rest of the team, right? Like, whoa, my quarterback they make you a my believer. Quarterback, yeah, you know, my quarterback, he he's that dude. He's that. He's dude. that dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even like you said, nine sacks, 68 yards, but he's still mm-hmm. 300 and I think 40 some passing yards. Right. And you what, put today? him with a dog. With that, you like, mean today or, or last week? Uh, This week, I think he had 300. I think he had a 300. Yeah. 348 yards passing, even though he didn't have a touchdown. Right. He had 348 yards passing he did. this week, man. He did. And, and again, you know, when I watched, I love watching the locker room. Mm-hmm. Right, and after they won the game, and, and you know Joe was dancing and uh-huh. doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. You can see he 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 has he has that moxie, right? He has oh, that yeah. that that quiet arrogance is what I call it. Quiet like, arrogance. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna say a lot, uh-huh. but I, when you give I, me the chance, right, I'm gonna remind you that I'm that dude. Uh-huh. Like, don't get this twisted. I'm that dude, that's, right? That's a great point. That's a that's yeah. a hell of a point. Yeah, and I like that. He has that. that, and I mean, you have. I think about it. He was in he was in Louisiana with a whole team of dogs. He was. You 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 pick up a little swag you when do. you're around that kind that type of team. I right? Agree. I was going to say. I think I feel like even though they were a really good team, they're one of the great best teams I've seen on college on a college field. He, I feel like his his poise and his leadership elevated that team to be as dominant as they was. Now looking back at it, yeah, you know what? He's he's one of those dudes that in the room he's like I belong. Yeah. Don't mm. get this twisted. I be, I belong, right? He's probably and, the quietest dude in the room, but he's the most confident dude in the room. You know what? He reminds me of the dude that you have that one player, that one person, and you're hanging out, and somebody come up, and they try to crack a joke, and he uh-huh. say something uh-huh. and shuts it down. And you uh, yeah. look at him like, yo, I didn't know you had that in you. He's like, right. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like I'm not, like, don't play with me like that. You like, right. okay, right. okay, I got to look at you different, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But he lit the, again. That was a great. That's a great stat. You think about the Raiders and 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 even though there was some controversy with um, the referees and the referees this you know last weekend. Oh, I don't know what was going on. But at the end of the day, Joe Burrow is the right person for the Bengals. They hit. They hit on the, They hit. I, I they, definitely say they that. They two years in a row. They did. They did. I mean, just those two. Think about like this. If they don't do nothing else, you keep those two guys around for the next 10 to 12 years, then you always should be in, in, in contention for the playoffs in that division, for sure. We, and actually, I would say their last two years of drafting, they've done very well. Period. If you look at it, period. I mean, because they remember they got T. Higgins in in, in the same in year. Same, yeah, exactly. So you didn't turn around, jab Jamar. Uh, yeah, that's it's. Hey, I, I can't. I, 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 <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. I'm yeah. not going to jump off the train of them protecting him because long term. I tweeted this out earlier. You know, go check my receipts if you want to. But they still have to at some point address his protection. They do. Oh yeah, he can't get any, he, he can't, can't keep getting hit like this. He can't keep getting hit like he that. can't keep getting hit like this because he's young now. But the long he he'll end up being Ben Roethlisberger on you later in his career if you allow him right. to get a hit like this constantly. So right. you know right. whether he can take it or not is not the question. You need to protect nope. your asset. Yep. Protect your asset. Yep. So I think there's some point yep. you need to address that uh, that particular uh, aspect of their uh, O line. But yeah, overall yeah. they're they're, they're going to be good for a while. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you on that one. All right, so um, yeah, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll run uh, another brief ad, and uh, we'll get back to you. I got question segment, and we'll do our picks for the division round, and we'll get out of here. All righty. Lockdown defense family, Coach Defense here, reminding you that the Lockdown Defense podcast comes to you each and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also AHA Radio. And here lately, the YouTube page has been taken off, so if you subscribe to that, if you have not, turn your notification bells on so you never miss an upload to the channel. The Lockdown Defense podcast comes to you each and every week, breaking down the news and views of yours truly, giving you heavy-hitting content, educated opinions on the NFL, NBA, Lakers, and Chargers news as well, my home's base squads. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for edgy, real opinions and news of the popular world of sports, look no further than the Lockdown Davis podcast. Also, if you're looking for me in between podcasts, follow me on any, all of, any and all of my social media platforms. Uh, Lockdown Defense Sports for Instagram and Twitch. On Twitter, it's Lockdown Defense. And as I actually had a bonus, if you want to get in and get some questions answered in our mailbag, send me a DM on any of those platforms, or you can email me at LockdownDevensports at gmail.com. Uh, get those questions in anytime between now and Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time each and every week to be eligible to be on the show. The Lockdown Divas Podcast, once again, each and every uh, Tuesday, 10 a.m., on all platforms we get your podcast from. So please tune in, subscribe. And turn your notification bells on so you know exactly when we go live. Now back to the show. All right, we are back with our segment called We Got Questions. We got questions. We got questions. All right, so real quick, we got questions about uh, the Dallas fan base. 
And uh, <laughs> why do you feel the need to place blame where blame does not reside? Right. So if you're living under a rock and you haven't been paying attention to what happened last week in the car in the Cowboys uh, 49ers game, um, there was a air quote. I'm going to say really big air quote controversy around the idea that the Cowboys, you know, didn't get a fair chance to spike the ball at the end of the game to give them one shot at a Hail Mary uh, into the end zone to win the game. So, uh, you know, a lot of Cowboy fans jumped on the idea that it was a ref's fault. He didn't, he wasn't, he was out of position and this, that, and the third. But then you rewind it back to that, and people that aren't Cowboy fans saying, why the hell did Dak Prescott take off on a quarterback draw like he playing Madden <laughs> on, uh, on, uh, with no timeouts left and slid in right. play? Um, right. You know, now I will say this that, you know, me being a defensive person, I noticed that the, the 49ers gave up the sidelines uh, in the first two to three plays of that drive but then yep. when it got close past the 50 they start playing uh i guess you can say umbrella coverage where you guard the sidelines let everything fall in the middle of the field which you should right. do when when the team doesn't have any timeouts left and uh they got a little time on the clock when you know, anything inbounds will run the clock and they could run the clock out that's what you do with smart play so right. the the cowboys decided you know uh, on the sideline, come some come to find out this came from Keller Moore's call. They the air quote practice this in practice. Mike McCarthy uh, greenlit it, and Dak was okay with calling this play, not checking out of it, and and deciding to call a quarterback draw with what fourteen seconds left. And uh, yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't know exactly what you wanted um, from that what what do you what do you what what do you want cowboy fans what do you want out of this situation but you know outside of what happened what do you want to happen in this right. situation so right I, we, we you know so what we, we who we blame here mike dak or the ref you know who we blame here so I, i'm gonna ask coach kurt first i'm gonna let him go first i'm gonna totally take the referees out of this one okay right i did see some i did see some games where i was befuddled because of the calls Right. And I agree when I heard this, um, the way the NFL says nothing when you're talking about wins and losses coming down to referee play uh -huh. is is disgusting to me. I like the way the NBA does it right. The NBA, even though you can't go back and change it, uh -huh. the NBA owns up to it like, yo, that was bad. Right. Right. We, sh we should. The NFL is like, oh, well, we. Come on, man. Yeah. There's some calls. It's like you're talking about the professionals of the professionals. Mm -hmm. What the hell y'all doing? What what y'all right. calling? Right. right. But mm -hmm. and this one, not the ref's fault at all. At all. Cowboy Nation. Let's be honest right now. I know it's hard for you guys sometimes, and um. for my friends, and, and and people that we know that are cowboys. Don't don't get mad at us. We know that you're very y'all are a temperamental fan base, right? Really are very touchy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Touchy, twitchy, you, know? you name it. Oh, twitchy, twitchy. Yeah. Like timid rabbits. Yeah, there you um, go. Here's when I went back and watched that a whole bunch of times. With the time left, I understand what you was wanting to do in the play call. You're 100 percent right, coach. They were they 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 quickly realized we can't give keep giving up these twelve to fifteen yard passes and letting them get out of bounds. So they right. played they played block coverage mm -hmm. right, which was restrictive of out of bound plays. You're gonna have to come right. up the middle. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to get inside the hashes 
we're going to give you that, but we're not going to let you get out of bounds. Right. Now, when I looked at it in concept, I realized what they were doing. They had to get a first down. Yeah. I watched it. Now, here's where I'm putting it on Mike, but more on Dak. Because at some point, coaches coach, players play. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize the 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 moment and the time. Uh-huh. You got to have time to run another play, to get another play. Mm-hmm. Time is time, time. You got to make time your main squeeze, not your side piece, right? That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you got to make you got to make time your main your main squeeze. Uh-huh. If he understands where the first down is, run the draw, get the first down, get down, right, right then. And you're closer to the ref, and the ref ain't got to run you're 50 close, yards. And he don't have to run that far. Right. Now, if he does that, I looked at the time and how far. I, I'm i weird. I'm a statistician. Okay. I timed it. Uh-huh. They would have they just running that play three seconds, uh-huh. which yeah. means the refs are already kind of aware, right? Yeah. But they still yeah. got to run. And, the, and here's where uh, I put the dumbness on Mike McCarthy. We've practiced this. The offensive lineman knows where to spot the ball. Listen here, you idiot. <laughs> the offensive lineman don't spot the ball. It has to, the ref don't has spot to touch the ball. It. it has to be the ref. And you should know that. As a, as, a, as a veteran coach, you should know the ref has to touch the ball each and every time before they, re- they set the ball. They, they don't set the ball on the line marker. The referee does exactly. that. Exactly. Every so time. This whole, every play. This whole we coach our offensive lineman to know that you put the nose of the ball Who here. Cares? You dumb. You dumbass! You're that has nothing to do with you. It doesn't, right? No you can't matter snap what. the ball into the no matter what. You're not you, playing pickup, right? Exactly. So, but if Dak gets the first down, uh-huh. gets down, the referee is close enough that you can get the ball back to the referee. The referee can spot it. You can at least spike it. And I think I calculated you have eight to nine seconds. Okay, left, right which gives you at least two plays, mm-hmm. possibly. Right. But you don't. Instead of you could have went six yards, mm-hmm. but you keep running, yeah. and you don't get that. Most people that I've seen, high-level quarterbacks, they're running looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. They're running intentionally looking at the clock. You know you ain't got nobody around you. Well, if you know the code, you know you know there's no you call you call a quarterback draw, so you know they're not gonna expecting it. Nobody's gonna be around you. You should know exactly. the internal clock in your head should be like, okay, it was 14 seconds. One Mississippi, I, I, Mississippi. Hey, right? Three I need to get down. Boom! I need to get I gotta down. Gotta get down. Right? Get myself right. up. Let everybody. And again, everybody's closer to you because you haven't run as far. You made the O line have to run further. The ref had to run further just to heave the ball in the end zone anyway. So what's the difference between four to five yards? Like and you get mad point. at the refs right. when the ref. You're blocking the ref. Right, ref can't get in between the line to get the ball spotted so you can spike it. Yeah, and yeah. the ref has to run 17 yards. Matter of fact, the ref has to run further right, he's, because he's, he's three five, to five yards behind least, you. At least. He's no, no, more than that because, remember, if the quarterback's in the shotgun, he's got to be probably about 10 yards behind the quarterback because the quarterback because, will drop back or, or run or do anything, you know, so he can't be in the way. And so, I learned that they changed who was a spotting official. It mm. used to be – the, the, the official that's behind by the linebacker. Uh-huh. Right? The the line now judge, it yeah. changed to the official behind the, the quarterback. quarterback. See, you should, you should know that too, Mike. Exactly. Yeah. So now you've practiced all these things. Mm. And even if you would have 
most smart, and I'm not saying Kellen Moore is not smart, but uh-huh. what I'm saying is this. There's been a time issue for Dallas all season. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been a clock management issue with Mike McCarthy, clock period. Management. period. In this instance, you have to have two, no, no less than two plays ready to go. Easy. Automatically. Easy. That you don't even have to call. Yeah. It's like, hey, we do this. As soon as we get down with the time, no timeouts. You're not, matter of fact, I well, take it back. You're not spiking. You're snapping the ball and running another play. Yeah. Or I mean, again, again, you it's a heat to the end zone regardless. So you don't really call the play. Yeah. You just call four four verticals and and, and launch it. That, yeah. that, that's 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 the only option you really have at that point with no timeouts. But so I, I give it fifty one percent Dak. Okay. And forty nine percent Mike McCarthy, okay. but I really, I really can't even. I'm just saying Mike McCarthy being the coach and coaching, mm-hmm. um, coaching situational football right. is why I'm blaming. I'm really putting it all on Dak field wise mm-hmm. because again, Dak, you have to know the situation, down distance, time. And I got to get the first down, but then mm-hmm. I got to get down to give mm-hmm. my team time enough to run more plays. But let's 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 go back before that. And this is what I'm gonna end with. You had did I count? Did I hear that right? Fourteen penalties. Yes, you shouldn't even been in that situation. They you shouldn't a, have been in that situation. They you had set fourteen a playoff, penalties. Playoff record for the amount of penalties. There we go. That's really what the issue was. Don't blame it on the refs. No. This is, had nothing you to do with the referees. shouldn't have been in that position. Because if you don't no. commit those penalties, you can't win the game. If you do commit those penalties, you should lose the game. Anybody that commits a amount of penalties, I don't give a damn how good or bad we play. You should lose the game. Exactly. You should so lose the game. I, that's, where I, that's where I put it. And I'm just tired of hearing that it was a referee. It was not the referee's fault. No, it was this. not. 14 penalties, clock <laughs> management being an issue, and y'all got punched in the mouth. You did. You did. I, I don't have no. I don't have no arguments or, or any uh, further points to make. I'm. I'm. But I'm gonna let Carolyn Moore share some of that. because call it a bonehead play. I'm yeah. gonna let Kellen Moore share the blame with because it came from Kellen. It went to Mike was on the headset, and they both were like, "That's a good idea." Both of them, Tweedle D and Tweedle Dumb, thought that, that was an <laughs> idea, good idea, and they gave it to Dak, and Dak was like. Okay. okay. <laughs> and and yeah. then decided to, you know, like again, run run a quarterback draw like he uh is Michael Vick on Madden. And uh um, yeah. fourteen seconds left to go, you yeah, run a quarterback yeah, yeah, who does that? But whatever. And that's what it was. But again, the referees should be completely utterly out of this situation in, in all yep. honesty. And and you say, well, well, the referees called all these penalties. Uh if you look back at the film, they were all legit penalties. They weren't faster mile penalties. And uh, exactly. Fourteen legit penalties. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it is what it is. So you got to deal with it. And yet another first round exit for the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah. 11 years. <laughs> 11 years. 11 years. Um, yeah. So uh, let's move on to the Lockdown Divas business. We wrap up this uh, hit podcast this week for uh, episode mm-hmm. 50. Um, we both uh, took an L first week, didn't we? Uh, first game. Uh, we both picked yeah. the Titans to yeah. win. And the Joe I cool. should have known better. Yeah, I should have known. Better. I didn't. I, I really, the only thing that it really was concerned to me, and I spoke, I told my co some of my coworkers this, that um, my only concern about a, a team with a bye, you know, being off for two, two and a half weeks, coming mm-hmm. out flat. And that's what the Titans did. They came out flat and, you know, try and work Derrick Henry back into the mix. You know, he didn't have any time to do that um, in game. So that was an issue. Although he didn't run well. He didn't run horrible, but they just, you know, the, the Bengals run defense was much better than I thought it was going to be. And they just couldn't dominate like they wanted to. Um, Three interceptions don't help your calls either. But that's true. That's true. But yet again, that's that's how uh, much quarterback matters in that situation and whether or not you win or lose. So clearly yep. the Bengals had a better quarterback and they won the game. Yep. 
So yeah, we definitely took an 0-1 effort into uh, this next game for mm -hmm. um, this winding up. We got uh, oh, it's tied up. It's <laughs> a... tied up 10 to 10 with four minutes left. Gosh damn it. They just had the ball, so Aaron had to throw a pick. No, Aaron didn't throw a pick. How did he score? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, block kick. Oh. Block kick recovered by San Francisco. So that's why. Uh, and returned for a touchdown. Son of a biscuit. Okay. All right, then we got a ball game. A block punt. I'm sorry. Block, block punt. punt. Yeah, block recovered punt. Recovered for a touchdown. Son of a biscuit. All right. So yeah, we got a we got a game. Ten to ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's get off of here. I gotta watch the rest of this. I need to see who wins. Yeah, uh, but we both picked yeah. the Packers, if I'm not mistaken, right? We both picked yep. the Packers? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, so uh, Saturday's games are uh, all up on the slate. I think the first game is the uh, Rams and uh, Bucks game. So who do you got in that? Mm -hmm. I picked the Bucks. So, can't go against, uh, yeah. uh, you know, touchdown Tommy. Yeah, I can't, I can't bet against the GOAT, but uh, I'm concerned about the injuries for to Worth and Jensen in that pass rush. I'm a little concerned. Yes. And the only, if one thing is, is, is Tom Brady's kryptonite is pressure, especially in his face. Yeah. So he does not like that. And it kind of gets him off his game a little bit. So yep. outside of that, um, I think that Tom will figure it out. So I'm going to take the Bucks as well, but I don't mm -hmm. have any deep convictions on that. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, not at all. Not at all. All right, and then the nightcap, we got the to me the game of the week. Bills at Chiefs. Who you got in that one? I'm, I'm going with Chiefs, but I'm I'm deeply uh, perplexed and vexed with yes. that selection. Yes, you should be because uh, I, I I I'm I'm deeply concerned as well. And 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 when I'm telling you what bothers me about it, and I've been saying it all week, is that the Bills and the Chiefs have the same problem: being very high powered but being inconsistent. They'll play they'll get, if they play two good opponents back to back. They will play well one week and they'll play the bad the next. Mm -hmm. So, um, and in the Bills' case, they do it more often than the Chiefs. So, you know, they'll you know they'll play well against the the, the Chiefs in the regular season, and they'll go play the Jaguars next week and lose. Right. You know, so week to week, it's always different. So, it's all predicated on this: if Josh Allen can play consistent football for two weeks in a row, they'll beat the Chiefs. Yeah. You know, but um, if he does not, and he struggles, or he plays uh out of score out of sorts, and they don't run the ball. Then the Chiefs will likely win the game. So it just depends yeah. on that. So, but I'm making on Josh taking that step. I mean, he was so dominant in in week one of the wild card round. I just got to believe that he's going to keep it going, especially mm -hmm. when they finally address the issue. They need to be running the ball. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you there. I'm gonna I'm take the, I'm gonna take the Bills. You take the Chiefs, and one of us is going to be happy, and one of us is going to be sad yet again this week. <laughs> okay. 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 All right, so that's gonna wrap up our show. Uh, we're gonna go watch this end of this Packers game and see who wins because yep. we got uh, we got uh, we got betting money on this on these ten Packers and hopefully they can pull it out. <laughs> I'm telling you like this: we said it. If Aaron loses this game, it's his fault. One hundred percent. If he's gonna find out to sneak this off, then it's, with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing 105 yards passing, yeah, yeah. that's it's definitely all your fault, Aaron. Yep, yep. Oh, Nobody yeah. else's fault. Nobody else's fault. And it's uh, third and eleven. It is third and 11. 340 left. All right, man. Yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us. next. This is uh, episode 50 in the books. We're getting ready for episode 51 next week, so check us out. Yep. Replay goes live on Mondays on all platforms. If you were looking for the replay right away on YouTube, go to YouTube, Lockdown Davis Podcast, and your search engines and uh, pull up the replay. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm Coach Devens. That's Coach Kurt. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>